0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle.
1: Welcome to our special guest today, Mr. Dale Archdeacon. Dale, how are you?
0: Doing fantastic. I'm so honored to be back here again with all you amazing people.
1: Ah, and you still have the best hair in real estate.
0: Thank you, sir. You know, I'm just going to rock this until the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? At some point, if I'm bald and I got to shave it, so be it. But until then, we're going big, baby. I
1: I can't even picture it. And for those of you listening to the podcast, all I'm saying is you're missing out. So um, go find YouTube, theagentcollective.com. Go to some site where there's videos so you can see what I'm talking about. All right. So I'm Jesse Zagorski. I am the the host today of Agent Power Huddle, along with our special guest host, Dale Archdeacon from Smart Inside Sales. That is his company where he trades. Trains both salespeople, so agents and inside salespeople, to do things that uh, they only wish they could do if they had the magical powers of uh, what Dale can teach you. Um, he's also been an agent himself for many years, team leader. I mean, I could we could spend an hour just talking about his biography. He's pretty, he's, he's a cool dude. Um, and uh, I just got to dive in because to, to the topic today is how to overcome the objection: I already have an agent. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to cover other objections too, but we could spend the entire you no know, episode on that single objection. So, Dale, we
0: could do it. We could do an hour and a half just on this topic alone. Let's, and let's, and-
1: let's do it, dude. Where do you want to start?
0: Yeah. So actually, I want to clarify because some people get really upset. So when we are like advertising or, you know, using a lead magnet on the Internet and we say, hey, handle, I have an agent. Right. So I have an agent is a very kind of an inflammatory statement. Right. If you you know, if, if I'm a salesperson and the lead I'm talking to or the prospect I'm talking to or somebody I meet at a barbecue or somebody I get introduced to says something about like oh i have an agent that's that just hits you right in the heart right like stabs you right there so we use that as the everybody all of us salespeople understand universally when somebody says i have an agent right now when somebody says i have an agent they probably are already working with that person and you probably don't really have a shot in converting them or, or winning that business however uh, we still, what we do is we give people a format. Uh, so we, when we're teaching agents and we're teaching ISAs, there's uh, how to deal with that. There's lots of different, you know, uh, gradations of whether or not somebody, quote, has an agent, right? So it could be, you know, I'm thinking about using this person because I see their billboards or ads, or uh, I registered on a website and somebody's randomly sending me emails or my friend told me about the agent they used and in their mind, they think they're going to use them all the way up to I am actively working with this real estate agent who I am related to and or who uh, shares my bed, right? So there's a a wide spectrum there when, when people say that.
1: Is is that a new? Uh, I know that like the market shifted a longer. Is that a new technique that agents are using to gain clients? The sharing the bed. I haven't heard that one yet though. But that
0: I, it, de- it depends on how bad the market gets. It okay. may become a strategy.
1: Okay, let's assume it's not that one. So so just just to be clear, guys, and, and uh, Brett, who's our editor, if he wants to, you know, put a little disclaimer on the screen and, and think, We are actively saying right disclaimer. We are actively saying. Do not steal other agents' clients. You wouldn't like it if they did it to you. That's not what we're saying. We're talking about any of the other smoke screens that they put up where they really aren't working with an agent. So disclaimer.
0: All right. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. So when we run ads like as a lead magnet for the script that we use or this format, invariably people get mad. They're like, if they have an agent, you shouldn't pursue them. You shouldn't try to steal clients. And I'm like, I'm not saying I'm getting your attention so that I can teach you how not to roll over and pee down your leg. The next time somebody says I have an agent I'm thinking of using. Right. And you don't do the typical untrained sloppy salesperson thing of saying, oh, okay, well, you know, call me. If it doesn't work out, you know, listen, let's do a little bit better than that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying go and steal people's you have money. all
1: sorts of interesting techniques. There's a technique where realtors are peeing down their leg. I'm not familiar with that one either. That's a, that's another yeah. good
0: initiative. <laughs> they've, they've been trying it. It still hasn't worked. It has okay. not converted <laughs> one piece of business yet. Uh, all right. I'm saying so, don't run away. You know, uh, you know. Uh, don't oh, run no, away. No,
1: I love I lo- Dale, this is why I'm happy you're back. It's so much fun. Anyway, if you're listening to this and you don't like our humor today just listen to it in two times speed it's way funnier i promise all
0: right so but i apologize those make of me sound like minnie us mouse live, it'll because make because it we've more got money.
1: people here live we've got we've got a uh, anthony tyler uh, adriana is here live if you guys have questions that we dive through this the reason i love that you're on the zoom live with us which anyone's invited you can ask questions live but but dale you said there's a format i want to structure this for people in actionable ways what is the frame or for me you the framework what is the framework you use
0: So we teach a four step process and, you know, our company is not huge on scripts. We love to teach. We like to teach concepts. We like to teach structures, right? We like to teach concepts to people that they can use in their sales conversations because it's hard to just make everything formulaic. Everything can't be a script. But when you first start teaching people things, For instance, we've got uh, Veronica and Anthony here, Tyler here, that I can see these people. If they're not super experienced at dealing with someone who says they uh, are planning to work with someone else or they use that defense, right? I have an agent. I'm thinking of working with somebody. I'm kind of talking to somebody, whatever it may be. If they're not super experienced at that, we just initially teach them a format. And that simple format is uh, these four things that you're going to go through. You start with a paraphrase and then you ask committed then you ask signed, and then you ask benefit. So those four key words, just write those down. Paraphrase, committed, signed, benefit. And it sounds like this. This is the basic dance that we're gonna teach you, right? Once you learn this basic dance, then you can iterate on it in a conversation. And Jesse, why don't you role play with me, okay? Let's do it. So Jesse, just tell me that you have an agent that you're planning on using.
1: You know, uh, I appreciate you reaching out. I just, I have an agent that I'm planning on using.
0: Oh, oh, you have an agent you're planning on using? Yeah. Oh, got it, okay. Jesse, are you committed to that agent? Um, I mean, not necessarily. Okay, now if you say not necessarily, I'm not gonna ask the next question. I'm gonna go on with my discovery. Ah, but let's just assume- What do you, what do you uh, want me to say? This time say yes, okay? okay. Jesse, are you committed to that agent? Yeah. Oh, got it, okay. Well, have you signed anything with that agent yet?
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Wonderful. Well, Jesse, tell me this. Is there a particular benefit to working with that agent rather than any other agent? I, I
1: share a bed with them.
0: Ah, got it. So I had to bring
1: a full circle. Sorry. I'll give, no, I'll
0: give you, I'll did. give there right, you go. go. All right. So I'll that's a agent. very clear benefit and a difficult one for me to top.
1: All right. okay. Let's go through it. Let's go through it from the top. I'll run through it. Now, now I know where we're going. All right, let's go from the top. Ready?
0: So, all right. So you're yeah, going to be I, a you know, yes. I've got an, I've got an agent that, I, that I'm thinking of working with. Uh, oh, you have an agent you're thinking of working with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Well, Jesse, are you committed to that agent? Um, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty, pretty happy with him. Okay, fantastic. Have you signed anything with that agent yet? Oh, no, t- definitely not. Oh, okay. Got it. Well, Jesse, is there a particular benefit to working with that agent over any other agent in the market?
1: Uh, over any? No, I mean, it's just my uh, my cousin used them to find their house, and uh, they, they did a good job for them. So it just you know, seemed like probably someone I was going to work with.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Now, everybody, I'm going to break role play. We went through the four step process. You noticed I did it twice the same way I paraphrased him. Oh, you have an agent you're thinking of working with that will give you free information. OK, in this case, Jesse just said yes. In, in some cases, you don't get more information, but it doesn't cost you anything. Right. It's a simple paraphrase that then gets that person to speak their truth or give you additional free information about their position. It's a strategy. You'll notice the second question, and we're super specific about how we ask this. Jesse, are you committed to that agent? Okay. Because if there's one thing I know from my own experience of being engaged, people are generally afraid of commitment. Okay. And so if I put it to them straight, are you committed to that agent? You're going to get a couple of different things. Usually you're going to get somebody who waffles. Oh, well, they're really nice. Or, oh, they send me uh, emails. Okay. Or they're going to say yes. And sometimes you get a no, hey, are you committed to that agent? No. All right, let's keep moving on with our discovery. I don't need to do any of this rest of this process. If you get a waffle or a yes, your next question is, have you signed anything with that agent? Because everybody listening, no disclaimer necessary, if somebody has signed paperwork with an agent, you can't pursue them for the same services in most markets, right? So if they've signed, we're dead in the water, thank them for their time, move on, right? Give them your contact info, whatever it may be. If they haven't signed, notice what the next thing is. I didn't pitch Jesse on why to use me or why my team is amazing or why we sold all the houses in the entire market, right? I didn't pitch him. Instead, I said, what's the benefit to using that agent? Is there an advantage to using that agent? Because I want to understand what does Jesse think he's buying by using that agent? Jesse's either trying to gain or avoid something by using that agent. And in the scenario where he played it straight, it was that he had evidence of success and a no like and trust. Right. i got evidence of success, no like and trust because the person worked with my cousin. I know like and trust my cousin. The person did a good job for the cousin. Okay, so Jesse, ergo, feels like he's going to be guaranteed to get a good job done for him. If I want Jesse's business at that point, once I figured out what he thinks he's getting from that agent, now I have to sell Jesse uh, evidence of success as well as no like, and trust. And I probably have to put something on top of it, which we call more better, cheaper, faster, easier, right? So it needs to sound like, and I'll just do this out of context. I have to sell Jesse the fact that he can also get a guarantee of success with me that we have lots of people who know, like, and trust us also. And so he can extend that to us as well. Plus I have to give Jesse some kind of bonus to work with me or consider me in order to consider the devil. He doesn't know. Otherwise he'll just stay with what he has.
1: I love that. Yeah. Does that make sense guys?
0: Uh, that all makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and I love when you break it down because you understand what's internally motivating me and my thought process and, and, It's funny I said internally because I'm actually externally motivated in this case, right? I'm taking a cue from a social cue from someone else. So I think also probably working in testimonials that show Dale has been a good, successful person and establishing that credibility gives me as the the client, that sense of comfort. Like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not making a bad decision. Like this is, this guy's as good as my last cousin's friend, probably better because I get this additional benefit.
0: Yeah. And so let me just spitball that. Okay. And, And again, this is why we teach frameworks. I'm just gonna do this off the cuff, right? Uh, And I'm gonna pitch Jesse. So into the face of that, uh, I say, Jesse, is there a particular benefit to working with that agent over any other agent in the market? And Jesse says, yeah, they worked with my cousin. They did a good job. And so, you know, I'm planning on using them. And then I might, I'm gonna do a custom close for Jesse to consider me, okay? Got it, Jesse. All oh, that makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah, I think it's really important that you feel comfortable and you know that the agent you're working with has a lot of experience. In fact, all of our clients that we work with, in fact, this, this year so far about 250 of them honestly report back that they feel more like family with us once they start working with us. Um, and they get to know our processes. And so, you know, if you're still open to interviewing other agents, I'd love to have you consider us, consider our length of experience, and the fact that we typically save our buyers somewhere between fifteen dollars to $25,000 on their home purchase throughout our process. Is that something that you'd be interested in talking about, Jesse? Absolutely. Okay, now, the fifteen dollars to $25,000, I just made that up. That's the more, better, faster, cheaper, easier you guys hear it? I was doing it to be explicit. Yeah. I sold him evidence of success. I sold him no like and trust, which is where I was talking about our clients report back feeling like they're more like family. You notice that guys, that was no like and trust. I can't say Jesse, you're gonna know like and trust me too. I can talk about how much other people know like and trust us. That's where I'm, I'm giving him the things he says he wants Then the 15 to 25,000 was the more better, faster, cheaper, easier.
1: Okay. I'm seeing heads nodding. I love it. Um, And for making it up off the cuff, I mean, I know you do variations of that. That was pretty darn good deal. Like legitimately in a real world scenario, I felt like I felt, no, this feels right. And plus you're not pitching me on, will you work with me exclusively? You're pitching me on, or the offer is, will you explore this? It's how do you, I think that's a big distinction too.
0: Yeah. Um, Because what I did is I looked at where are you in line with that other agent? How committed are you? You said that you hadn't signed anything. You weren't exactly committed to them and they had worked with your cousin before. Right. So you're still in the consideration phase, I would suggest. And so I just phrased my clothes within the consideration phase.
1: How, How about if I'd gone out looking at some houses with them? right? Yeah. What if I said, I've gone out looking at some houses, yeah. um, you know, they, I've, they've been on my, I've been looking for like two years, man. I've been on their email list off and on. I haven't really looked, I kind of put it on pause, just started up again, looked at a few houses. Would that affect how you've done the close at
0: all? All right. So listen, I'm going to give you the Dale answer, and then I'm going to give you the podcast answer. Okay. So the Dale answer is, if that guy's been out looking at houses with somebody and that realtor has invested their time in you, I may ask, Hey, do you really like working with that agent and do you feel like they're working hard for you? And you said, yes, I would leave that alone and I would wish you luck. Okay. That's the Dale answer. I would not try to steal that business.
1: Here's the, you can just leave it there. That could be the podcast answer too. I mean, honestly, I think think that's a good answer. I truly do. I just was curious to see how you approach that and got to hear that.
0: Right. I I wouldn't, I, I professionally like being an agent running teams, Uh, You know, having to cooperate with other teams in the market, me personally, ethically, I'd say if the real estate agent is doing a good job and they are investing time in that person, they've invested time over time. Listen, you know, I'm going to I'm going to honor that. I'm not going to chase it down.
1: If if you get any inkling that they're doing a terrible job for them, I've gone out a few times. I don't really get a feeling that my agent knows what they're doing. Stuff like that. That's a different conversation.
0: Yeah, that's a different conversation, right? Right. Um, And although I do also approach every potential lead or client with a healthy dose of skepticism, right? Because I've worked with enough clients to know there are some crazy ones out there who no matter how hard you work for them, no matter what you do for them, it will always be your fault that they didn't find the perfect deal for half off uh, twice uh, the size of their budget. Yeah,
1: and uh, do you really want those clients anyway?
0: You do not want those clients anyway. Yeah.
1: All right. Tyler's got a great question in the chat box. Tyler asks, um, can you give another example of a way to showcase your value in offering the pivot of if you're still considering the other agent, we'd love to be considered because of blank. Can you give Mm. a few more examples of
0: that? Yeah. So, Tyler, here's what I would say to that. What we teach also in, in my company is called value statements. And so there's these categories of value statements that you're looking to make. So when somebody teaches you how to close for your company or how to position your company, it's probably going to be like, oh, we sell all the houses in the area. We have a great process. Our clients love us. Right. Um, I'm available 24-7. That's a horrible one to say, by the way. Um, So you're going to just have these patented answers that you give. What we teach in our company is consumers are generally looking for certain things, right? And they kind of run together. You know, they may be looking for experience, communication and handholding, right? Or they may be looking for um, expertise, uh, uh, quick process and save or uh, get more money, whatever it may be, right? They kind of run together. And so what you wanna do is rather than having sort of off the cuff statements that you're gonna use, you notice I crafted that one out of the blue based on what Jesse said. Figure out how to ask these people what they want from the agent they're going to work with or are working with or are considering, and then you just craft up a statement around it. And so we'll teach a, a, a strategy for that, uh, Tyler. This is how it goes. When you're learning how to articulate value propositions in my company, we give you this, um, this uh, phrase that you're gonna fill out, which is I, we, or my team or company have experience, knowledge, or process, that get you value statement, value statement, value statement. That's a super basic template, right?
1: So. Can, can, can we, cause we're about halfway through tell people in case they joined us late, what is your company? How do they find you? We'll keep talking about objections. We'll go deeper. And I want to, make sure cause by this point, anyone who's listening this far, they're like, who is this guy? I want, like, cause <laughs> I, cause I want everyone on here. I make, I haven't said this in a long time, just so you guys know, I make $0. Agent power huddle makes $0. If you hire Dale to do anything. Right. The reason we bring right. in experts, like there's no affiliate fees, nothing like that. The reason we bring experts like this is I just want you to have access to teachers and tools that can help move the needle in your business. So when you keep talking about in your company, you train. This is smart inside
0: sales. Yeah. So the website currently is smartinsidesales.com. Uh, we have a course called Conversion University. Conversion University is designed for agents and ISAs where we're going from very basic like, hey, how do I get onto the onto a phone call with an internet lead and not sound like an idiot, right? We start there and then we move up to some of this higher level stuff, which is what we're talking about now is how do I articulate a value proposition that's custom designed for a lead, right? Um, th- those are the structure we're talking about. So if you go to smartinsidesales.com, you can see Conversion U. We have classes and training live Monday through Friday for individual agents as well as ISAs and for teams. So if you have a team or brokerage, we can accommodate that as well.
1: I, I love it. And uh, I, I think it's funny you called your company smart inside sales, by the way, because truly this is for any agent. I mean, it it mainly start. I know you have parts for the inside sales, but truly any agents who's a solo agent, a teammate, team member, there's training for everybody. Right.
0: I want to full disclosure. We started as smart inside sales, teaching people how to hire, train, lead and manage ISAs. And the big part was the training. And as we developed all of our tools and strategies, I mean, a lot of them were developed before I started the company. It does apply to agents. And so we just haven't updated our branding. Actually, the company is now smart coaching and training so that it's not just pigeonholed into ISA. But uh, right now, our current active website is still smartinsidesales.com.
1: Unless you're listening to the replay of this podcast in 2027, in which case the company's been renamed three times already. So that's fine. Right. It will
0: be nope. It will be it will be fixed and it will all make sense. If you're here for ISA stuff, you get ISA stuff. If you're here for amazing agent stuff, you get amazing agent stuff.
1: All right. Let's go back to the framework. So the four pieces, just to yep. recap your memory, we went fast. The four pieces were paraphrase, committed, signed, and benefit. Yes. I wanna do I wanna ask a question on paraphrase and a question on committed. Sure, For paraphrase, you said oftentimes they give you more information. Mm-hmm. So let's flip it around. I want you to be the prospect so that you can kind of give an example because I think I have in my mind where I think someone sure. would go. I was yep. role-playing a character who really wasn't that talking much, but yeah, you know sure. what sort of responses you typically get in the real world. Yes. Dale, Dale is listened to, by the way, guys thousands and thousands of real recorded conversations for training purposes. He runs another show where they literally tear apart people's lovingly tear apart cash calls, cash call, right? Where they tear, tear apart people's sales calls. So Dale, Dale's an expert when it comes to this. All right. So, so you say to tell me, go ahead, Dale, you say, you know, you have an agent. Yeah.
0: yeah Jesse, um, uh, we have an agent that we're thinking of using.
1: Okay, so you have an agent you're thinking of using?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, my, my cousin used them. They did a really good job. And so we were just thinking about using them too. I just gave you the benefit statement right there as a freebie, okay? That's a freebie. And I would still go through, oh, got it, okay. Are you committed to that agent? Okay. And notice, and I will. I know you have a question about committed. When you ask this, guys, I want you to ask it verbatim, verbatim like this. If you do anything, you can modify anything else. I want you to ask, are you committed to blank? It's not how pregnant are you, are you pregnant or not? Yes or no, okay? I want it to be a black and white question.
1: I'm just gonna let that one go. All right, so um, I that's my question about the verbatim part because when I was taught this phrase 15 years ago, I was also sworn up and down to use it verbatim. Anything you can change in the script, but this one line. But I was taught it as, um, are you 100% committed? Got it. Did you ever include the 100% where you ever taught that way? And what's your opinion on
0: that? I don't like the 100%. Most people don't talk that way in their normal conversation, first of all. Like, they don't typically talk in percentages. If you know that you're talking to a high C, then maybe go with your 100% question if you want. I would say that for normal human speak, get rid of 100%. And the issue with me is I want committed to be a yes or a no a black or a white. I don't want to talk about percentages. Okay. I don't want to expand it into the gray. Percentages gets into gray. Are you a hundred percent committed to that agent? And it also sounds super salesy. Like how, tell me how I can put you in this car today. Kind of crap. That, that's why
1: I wanted you to address that because I think the language of sales, the psychology hasn't changed in a hundred years, but the language has changed. And I think a lot of the stuff that I was taught when I got into the industry 20 years ago felt a little salesy and it's the, we've kind of moved more towards authenticity in our, yes. in our industry. And I like the, that's why I like what you said better. So that's why I want to clarify that for people. Like it's, there's a way to still do powerful sales techniques without sounding like a sales robot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen to the difference. Oh, Jesse, are you a hundred percent committed to that agent versus, Oh, Jesse, are you committed to that agent? Way you back. guys hear it immediately. The difference.
1: Yeah, I hear it. I feel it. All right. We got we got five minutes or so left. Is there anything we didn't cover on? the and we, By the way, we could do an hour and a half in this objection. Who knew? All right. Is there anything else that we haven't you haven't brought up yet? Any distinctions you want to make that you're like, oh, this is a really good point. We should make sure we address.
0: Here's what I would say. If you are willing to stay in the, quote, fight long enough to get through those four questions or hell, even two of them. You're going to be doing better than probably 60 to 70 percent of your competitors, the other agents in your market who will roll over and play dead when somebody says, oh, I have an agent I'm thinking of using or I have an agent sending me emails or I'm going to use my sister's brother's cousin's aunt's mom. Right. Um, They'll just roll over and die. They won't even make an attempt. So if you can do it, practice it, practice it in your office with other people virtually or come and do training with us. But practice it. If you can stay in the fight, you will win more business. And guess what, everybody? As the market is shifting, there will be fewer transactions. It's going to take a while for some agents who shouldn't be in the business to exit the business. And so for those of you listening who are supposed to be in the business, you are going to run into more competitive situations where if you can take the training and you can stay in the fight, you're going to win the business. And you should win the business because you're the one focusing on training yourself. All right. I love that.
1: If, if our editor, Brent is watching, can we make that little clip and just play that on repeat over and over again <laughs> as the next few months roll out, guys, listen to that last 30 seconds over and over and over. It will become your mantra for a reason to improve your skills and a reason to hang in there. It's like, this is, this is the market where the real agents are going to make a lot of money. Tell yes. you people who have some skills.
0: Yeah. you, you really help their the All right, here Tyler, In the, in the downturn,
1: the, Tyler's got a question. I don't know how to to answer this one. He said, have you found that there are usually definitive reasons why someone would, quote unquote, lie about having an agent?
0: I don't generally subscribe to that. I think that people usually will tell you the truth and, in fact, will almost chew their own own arm off to prevent telling you something that you can use against them rather than just simply lying to you. I love it. Yeah, I love it. They will dance, they'll dance around the topic to avoid telling you that they don't have an agent that they're gonna work with, right? Oh, well, yeah, we're not really ready for an agent yet. When all they could have done is just said, yeah, we have an agent, we're tight with them. We bought 18 houses from them already, right? You would hear that way more than you would hear the dance and the waffle. You get the dance and the waffle when they're struggling with not lying to you, but not wanting to tell you the truth, which you can use to your advantage.
1: So when you get the dance and the waffle, Like the let's let's we got a couple minutes. Let's dive in there for just a second. When you feel the waffle, what does that tell you you have to do from like an either a perception or an energetic standpoint? What do you do when you hear the waffle?
0: Uh, The waffle means they're on the hot seat and they're regarding you as a salesperson, which we forget all the time. We are salespeople. Leads don't ever forget that. Prospects never forget that. Um, And so they're feeling uncomfortable. You make them comfortable. Make it okay, and don't try to eat them immediately. That's what they're afraid of.
1: I love it. Um, I was always told there's only two reasons why someone won't do business with you. They either don't see the value or they feel threatened. So to me, when I hear that, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, but the waffle, that's like they're feeling some threat you got to remove that threat and get back into rapport, right? Yeah.
0: There's a third reason that they don't do. uh, Actually, two more reasons. They either aren't going to do business at all or they're going to do business with someone else and you can't change their mind. Those are the other two reasons. Ooh. I love that. That's true. You can't convert everybody. That's, that's, that's silly.
1: (laughs) I love it. Um, (laughs) We got like two minutes. Now you're making me laugh. Will you say the last
0: two again, Dale?
1: Yeah. Yeah, They either
0: aren't going to do business at all, or they're already going to do business with someone else and you can't change their mind.
1: Lisa, will you write that down too? Cause now we're going to add to that. Cause I always say they, they don't see the value. They feel threatened. And now we got two more. And then those four, you pretty much cover everything.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. We can't we can't convert every lead. You can't yeah. get a yes from everybody. That's just doesn't that don't make universe doesn't work that way.
1: We're going to make a little, a little infographic image and it'll have all four and we'll get joint joint credit for that one, right? We'll, nice. We, there you I go.
0: get two more on the board. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and the last image I'll leave you with, by the way, as you think of your final thoughts, Dale, Lisa says she's going to tell our editors to put together a little clip using a dancing waffle for you. <laughs> Just look for that, guys, in your social media feeds coming soon. A I mean, dancing maybe, waffle.
0: maybe, maybe not waffle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, final minute, anything else to wrap this all together? I mean, you, this is really, truly, Dale. I, I love this topic more than anything. We'll, yeah. well, how do you want to wrap it together?
0: Listen, um, you know, we're I know this is not evergreen, but we're currently running a thing called Pipeline Builder. It starts September 12th. And the point is everybody. We're supporting our trainees five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, as well as having an accountability meeting. Here's the thing. I don't know when the market's going to shift, when the good times are going to roll again, when the uh, buyers and sellers are just going to be hopping around your yard like fleas. It's not there right now. And so what will save you is consistent prospect. Have terrible conversations if you want. Just do it regularly and you will survive and you will do more business than any of your competitors, even if you do it poorly. That's my tip for you.
1: Sage wisdom from the man himself, D.L. Archdeacon. Thank you for being here. Smart Inside Sales. Truly, this is I love this. Thank you. We'll have you back again 100%.
0: Thank you so much.
1: 100% reference for you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Bye, guys. Have a great day.